Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, you know, I am glad you joined us, and as always, you know, it may seem pretty dark at times around. Uh, we we are tired of being locked up. We're trying tired of all those things. But you know what? Hope abounds in every situation that you will ever be in. When you are a believer in Jesus Christ, there is hope. There's more than just that that wishful thinking kind of hope, but the true hope that's found in Jesus Christ, who said, I will never leave you or forsake you, and he would not leave us as orphans. And so we really, uh, we really need to know that, that hope is out there for every man, woman, and child who will receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You know what? I can't imagine, no matter how much money I had, no matter what place I was in, no matter how good life was, it would never be as good as it is with Christ, even when we are in times when we are isolated and when we're feeling sad or lonely or any of those things. But to be without Christ in the world is is a, a terrifying thing to me. And, you know, we uh, at the Union Gospel Mission have been functioning all this time, making sure that people are getting fed, that clothing is getting out there, that that showers are being available and all those things. And we are grateful that not one single person at the mission has gotten sick. And so our program guys are, are hanging in there, doing their jobs, learning the scriptures, and learning to trust Jesus Christ. But you know what? Sometimes those of us that have been in Christ a very long time can forget the words that we tell other people to, to trust. You know, it's very easy for us to trust when everything's going well. You know, when the sun is shining and we've got money and we've got food and we've got jobs and we've got all those kind of things and we've got our health, everything seems okay. It's very easy to say, I trust. And maybe it's even very easy to feel like we trust. But when we're up against the wall, when things are going bad, when they're, uh, you know, when our brothers and sisters in Christ were thrown into the lion's den, they still had faith. And uh, yet things weren't going very well. Job, things weren't going very well, but yet he still trusted in the Lord. Joseph, things weren't going very well. I mean, here's a man that had tried to do the right thing always, and every time he started to get somewhere, he got kicked back down. We know how the end of that story uh, plays out, and if you don't, you need to go read the story of Joseph in the Bible because he became the second most important man in all of Egypt. And, you know, from our perspective, he was the most important man in Egypt because he relied on God Almighty for his salvation. Daniel went into the lion's den, and yet he had, and so you would say things weren't going very well for him either, but they did turn out well. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that if you're sick, you're always going to get well, that if you are without a job, tomorrow you're going to get a job because you have enough faith. I'm not saying anything like that. What I am saying is that our eternal hope is in Jesus Christ, and no matter what our here and now may look like, 
Our tomorrow is one that is bright if we are in Christ Jesus. And that's not wishful thinking. That's a fact. Uh, you know, right before we started on air, we were praying with some of the people in the, you know, uh, work at the radio station. Everybody's trying to get through these things. And I know you are, too. And I know that it's very difficult, even if you love your family, which I'm sure you do. It's very difficult to be cooped up together for long periods of time. And, you know, there can be benefits, there can be joy, there can be happiness, there can be all those things. So now, having said all that, and I am truly glad that you joined us, and I'm glad that we're still able to be on the air, that we're still able to talk about the things that are the most important in life, and that's that's Christ Jesus. And and he has brought us together as a people, and that's important. It's important that we share his love with each other, that if one of us is feeling overwhelmed, down, or alone, that we lift that other person up as well because they are truly our brothers and sisters in Christ. And then we also need to pray and have compassion for those that are not in the faith, that they will come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I'm not saying that if they're not a believer, you shouldn't help them physically or any of those things, because you should. We should, we should care for those that, even those that despitefully use us, even those that hate us, we should be praying for them, and we should be doing what we could to be the representation of Christ here on earth. So I just did uh, a lesson with the men at the mission, and one of the things that I pointed out to them is that when you come to Jesus Christ, Paul referred to us as saints. But my question is, do you act like saints? <laughs> you know, um, because we need to be. We need to be acting like the people of God. I have a friend with me, and he works with me at the mission. He, I guess the best way to describe his job is, is he is the uh, project coordinator. What did we designate? Project coordinator. Um, and he really does. And what we do is I will go to Danny and I'll say, okay, here's what I need. I need a bid for the roof. I need this to do. Will you go up? Will you take a look? And then will you get this project handled for us? And then he go, sets about trying to get all the bids, get everything done, see what is really the best way to go, coordinates that with the contractors. Right now he's got a huge job going. And uh, Danny's been doing it. A very good job at that. Thank you. And so, Danny, uh, say hello to everybody, and, and how is your life going? I mean, uh, how are things? Are you encouraged, discouraged? How are things going with you? Oh, I'd like to tell everybody on the radio, hello. All right. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been on here. I've been kind of busy and everything, So, but I just uh, love being on here with you. And uh, I love having you. Amen. Well, yeah, things are going well uh, it's with at work and everything. And we have a large project we have going, and it's for the men in the program. And uh, Huge. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, even when I was in the program <coughs> and up there in the dorm area, the things I thought about would be nice to upgrade in those areas like that. And now we're doing them. This is uh, nine years later. Oh, and yeah. It's, uh, so it's been a long time in the works, but it's, uh, it's awesome to re-put back into the mission and uh, let it be standing for another 50 more years. Yeah, and I'm with you on that. Amen. I got here, I got to the mission 15 years ago, and I really wanted, we had the nice new building that it was there for three or four years before I got there. Right. I was, 
Don't misunderstand. I was volunteering at the mission. I only came down once a month to deliver the word and to share a Saturday night. But I, I, I've been coming down, I think, for about 25 years. But 15 years ago, they called and I became the director of the Union Gospel Mission. I was a pastor already, bivocational. But at any rate, uh, I became the director of the mission. And we had that nice new building, and the old building was just exactly that. It was old. Everybody had done the very best they could over there, but it was done with a lot of volunteers and probably people that, you know, 30 years ago really didn't know what they were doing very well. And so I was always concerned. I had been a commercial HVAC or or air conditioning contractor uh, for many years before before I went into the ministry. And... um, so I was concerned about certain aspects of the building that I saw. So we started a project, and our feeling is that we don't want to just stand on the money that we have. Right. We, we get donations in, we feed, we clothe, we do all those things. But we started to build up enough of the revenues that we could actually do some of the things that are not cosmetic. Right, no. So, Danny, you took charge of that whole yes. thing. And, and so I'd just like you to tell them one of the amazing things when they took down the wall, what we found. Well, we found dry rot, and we found wiring that had been uh, ancient, and mm-hmm. uh, so it's, uh, those things need to get replaced. And we found some well, things that need to be upgraded <laughs> badly. And so we went inside there, and we gutted the entire dorm area and the, the rec room down there for the men. We gutted all that, and we had new wiring put in. And we had new insulation put in. We had new windows put in. And uh, we had sheetrock put in. And they came in. They put FRP on the walls. Could you explain what FRP is? I'm F- sure most people don't know what FRP that is. FRP is like uh, it's, it's a compressed fiberglass. It's like you would find in a, a, a walk-in freezer. You know, it's really it's thick, compressed, thin fiberglass. It's kind of like textured but not quite and right. harder and easier to keep clean. Maintain, right? right. Since right. the sheetrock, every time somebody bumps up against it, when we have a, you know, 25 years, how many men do we have go through that program? Right. And then so now getting bumped up against the wall, having to paint everything else, it comes in. It's really thick. It's durable. It comes in different colors. We don't have to continue to paint the room over the years. We don't have to repair the walls or anything else. Yeah. So it has a good has a good value. Plus, with the putting AC in the room, it has a good retaining value as well. So it'll keep the room cooler. Fire resistant. Fire resistant too. as well. So it'll it'll add to the sheetrock as well. So it gives us a better fire rating. So now, having done that, we have a clean, yes. ventilated, yes, safe environment for the men to Amen. live in. That's right. And what? And by the way, in case somebody's out there and wondering, yes, we pulled permits on everything oh, yes. we did. Yes, we did. And, you know, we want to try to obey the law and to be good stewards of God's money and to be good citizens as well. Amen. And so uh, Danny uh, headed up that project, and, and he worked some with them as well, but he also directed and made sure that you know, all the contractors were doing what they needed to do. Set a schedule and had them, had them come in when they were supposed to come in and get their job done and out of the way for somebody else to come in. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it's, it's awesome working with the contractors we've been working with because I learned a lot from them too as well. So. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the things is so many times in remodels, there's, it's a, a visual effect. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's superficial. It's it's kind of kind of painting the walls and making it look new. Right. But in fact, that's not how it is with ours. No. There no. where dry rot was, it's replaced. Where yes. bracing need to be, it was there. Brace. That's right. Wiring, like you said, yeah. replaced. Replaced. And so it's it's simply not a matter of cosmetics. It's no. a matter of safety right. and cleanliness and all those kind of things. Yeah. And the dry rot got removed, and we uh, it just it was all taken care of, cleaned up. Plus, the insulation over years breaks down. It does. So new insulation inside the walls creates a better sound barrier. Plus, insulation for retaining, a, you know, for make the windows more efficient since we replace windows. If you don't have yeah. the if with you don't double have pane windows, double pane windows, and if you don't have the insulation, what are the windows good for? Sure, so everything exactly. works hand in hand inside there. So it's going to be really comfortable for the men, and it's going to last the test of time. Exactly. We had already retrofitted the bathroom uh, yeah. next door, and so we are. We'll move from there eventually out to where the general, uh, when, where the folks come in off the street, will be chapel area, and everything. We'll be else. checking all that, doing right. the same type of thing. Uh, right away when I got there years ago, before you were there, Danny, I had all the carpet ripped out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because years of men from the street coughing and all that kind of stuff, yeah. it, carpet is not the way to go no. in a homeless shelter. And so we have tile on the floor. Now, Danny, your next project in the men's dorm is the floor, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, there's, what did you opt to do there? We, we went VCT tile up there and VCT tile is a lot cleaner uh, to able to clean it, you know, clean it and everything else. So they're going to buff it. We had VCT tile replaced, I think, about three years ago. Up Something there. like that. Yeah. So we're just, we're going to we're going to buff it out, clean it up, everything else. But all the the doesn't have the old wood base, you know, and everything. So that yeah. any little critters get in or anything else like that. So now it's all via the FRP board, and it's got the vinyl tile, the vinyl base around there, everything. So it's cleaner, it's cleaner, easier to clean. Yeah. You know, uh, years ago we had wooden bunk beds up yeah. there and they were a breeding ground for bugs and stuff yeah. because they yeah. can get between the cracks and everything. Now you were instrumental in taking apart those beds when yeah. we had to clear the uh, guest side so we could move our program guys right. out there, which really we didn't know. Obviously nobody did that the COVID-19 thing was going to happen. Hit. No, we didn't. And so we already were planning for the summertime to do all this work in the men's dorms, right. which meant we would have had to close part of the other regardless. Correct. So we were able to move our guys out there and distance them from Six each other. Six feet apart. Yep. That's right. And uh, we have bunk beds. When we say we have 84 beds up there for the men, what we really mean is 42 bunk beds. Yeah, we have 60 for the guest side and 24 for our side. What we did right. is we moved the 60 beds out and then took the 24 men and put them in a, the 60-bed area so they all have their six feet apart and everything. Right. So Now, those beds that we had up there were not the old wooden ones that no. were there. <laughs> uh, what had happened right before I got there a couple of years, they had a fundraiser. I remember I was invited to it. And uh, they paid $600 a piece for those bunk beds. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. But they are all metal, and they are powder-coated, right? I think there's enough steel in one of those bunk beds. You'd probably get a Prius out of one of them. You probably could. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing against Prius. (laughs) But 
but I, I think they're powder coated, right? It's a kind of a very durable. Yeah, very paint. really durable. Yeah. And no bugs or anything else can get in there. What kind of mattresses right. did we get for? We them? got hygienically clean mattresses. They're sealed up and are yep. hygienically clean. So you just wipe them off. No critters can get inside. Everything no, they Along can't with get the through the seams. Right, and the pillows are the same way because we have that's a guest site and our program, program side mm-hmm. as well. So keep keeps hygienically clean up there. Yeah, when uh, when. Channel 3 came out, and they did a report right while all this was breaking out. One of the things they were most impressed with was those beds and mattresses. Because uh, I originally, when I was asked, what extra things are we doing? I said, well, we're doing pretty much the same thing we always did. We're always wiping down everything because every year we've had to deal with the flu. We've had to deal with uh, TB. Right. We've done all those things. Well, we haven't had TV there, but we tried to. No, no, no. But we yeah. had to. We had to. Pre- we had to do preventative measures. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, just like we have always, uh, you know. Originally, uh, Sacramento said you cannot get a bed in any shelter without having a TV TB test. card. Yeah. And I think they revoked that. Yep. But we didn't. We thought that was a great idea, yep. so we still have the men who are going to come on the program or get a bed upstairs to have a TB test. Yep. You know, obviously, you could do a TB test, and a month later, you could have it. But we want a current TB test done to try to help protect our guys and the guests that are upstairs. Right. Well, we're doing the same thing. We're having testing done when they come on the program. Right. Uh, Danny did a great job at at trying to take our our main chapel, the one that we use every night, and make that a little more comfortable for the guys since we weren't, couldn't have nightly services. Right. What we could do is we could transform that up there, right? Yes, we can. And so <laughs> you came to me with an idea. Yeah. What was your first idea? <laughs> My idea was a ping pong table because <laughs> we had already a ping pong table, right? Yeah, we had a ping pong table. And uh, lo and behold, I, I love playing chess, and my wife and I went to a uh, home fair show, and we seen this uh, chess set, and each piece was, well, I think it was, the highest piece was 24 inches. Yeah, they're pretty big. They're pretty big. And uh, so the board is like nine feet by nine feet, and I told Pastor, hey, let's get one of these for the guys. And lo and behold, this chess company back east uh, found out, we were, I called and asked them, found out who we were, and it was totally awesome, and Sent us one, and yeah, these guys have been playing chess and ping pong, and <laughs> in our chapel area where you know the t you know, where we put them now. So, yeah, yeah, and and you know I I got to give credit to Danny here because he also said, you know, Pastor, I really think this would be a great idea. The guys are on lockdown. There, you know, we really need to do something, and and they and most people don't realize, but. Most of the guys on the program play chess, too. They do. And they yeah. love to do it. Yeah. So Danny said, I'll tell you what. He said, I- I'll split the cost with Amen. you. And he did. Um, and he not only did he get a super deal on it, yeah. <laughs> but, but so we got the chess set, and the men have been playing it every single day. You know, there's something about having something the size of, uh, you know, I, I think the mat is like, 10 by 10 nine, or nine so, feet by nine feet or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. And these big chess guys, you know, and then it becomes a spectator sport. Yeah, Everybody stands around and they get mm-hmm. to walk across the board, move the pieces and stand up and look instead of sitting in a chair, they're walking around the board. Yeah. Being proactive. Yeah. So, and it brings a sense of camaraderie with everybody as they come together and, and, uh, 
So I think that it was more than worthwhile, and uh, it was Danny's idea. And they do use the ping pong table. Yes, they do. Every day, too. You know, it was amazing, too, because we had had donated a couple of ping pong tables, and we never knew what to do with them. I know, yeah. (laughs) And so they were over in our warehouse just kind of collecting dust, right? Yeah. yeah. And so uh, the first thing we thought of is, all right, we got ping pong tables. Well, then we had an air hockey that we had no room for. Yeah. And we gave it to that kids group. Yeah, we did. And lo and behold, if we would have (laughs) known. Well, you know what, though? I don't. I don't regret that. No, no, that's what what yeah. happened is we got an air hockey table, and Danny came to me. Well, you tell him what how the what was the genesis of you giving that away? Well, it's just uh, there was there was a group and a pastor who said you know was, there was no room for us to put it anywhere uh, with the full chapel and with uh, the, the the dorm area. There was nothing, no place we could put it. So I went to pastor. I heard about this group for the kids group over in West Sacramento, and. Uh, and I met with a gentleman, and I said, hey, listen, would you guys like a And I, I'll talk to pastor and see what he says. And I asked you, and you said that was a great idea. It so, was a great idea. You know, and they're, they're having fun with it, too. So but with this COVID and everything else, and we have two more ping pong tables, so we have three of them. So I think I'm going give to give them a ping pong table, too. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing. You know, so many people say, well, how does that benefit the mission? Well, it it benefits the mission because our mission isn't just there to help people out on the street. Right. And so when we had this opportunity, and no, we don't tout it. We don't go on. You know, we are right now just because it came up in conversation. Right. Yeah. But when we can help, we do. You know, I remember when we had uh, one Christmas, for some reason, we had a ton of toys. And I'm talking about new toys. Well, we allowed our program guys to take toys for their kids that they might have since they were not able to work because they're on a program, right? right? Yep. And so uh, we contacted several children's groups to see if we could get uh, uh, get them these presents. And I remember that that one of our uh, pastors in town— uh, got together with me, and he said, hey, I got a family that could really use some toys and stuff. We had a, a woman come in who was had had her grandchildren given to her because her daughter was out on drugs, and she didn't have any money. Well, we were able to not only give her a food box, yeah. but give her some toys, and those things are all part of the ministry. Yeah. That's all part of what we're supposed to I'm, be doing, I remember right? that. That's when you sponsored that. That's when we sponsored that family. Yeah, and yeah. that was. I remember that. And I, and I walk in. I would, all of a sudden, all those kids were there, and it was. Uh, yeah, everybody was taking pictures. Kids were crying and stuff like that. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, you know. So mm. because those, those are times it's worth. This was. This is all worthwhile right here. Yeah, and and you know, there's no defined parameters. Right. About, no. It's not like well, that's not what our mandate is for. No. Yeah. Our mandate is to help people. Help, 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 help uh, we get. We get food boxes all the time. Hey, Danny, we're down to one minute. Okay. I want you to stay over so we can do another one. Okay. Uh, got you. anything to say to the folks? God bless you all. Oh, you know what? That is, <laughs> you know, you hear that sometimes. People go, well, listen, God bless you. No, you mm. know, we really mean that. Yeah. We pray for the donors, but we pray for the enemies that are out there. Right. We pray for for just everybody in general because we know that there is a one way, one truth, one life. and. Right. So I I am thankful for the mission, thankful for Danny. I'm thankful for 
the radio station mm-hmm. that we are on here. And for our producer, Steve is a, is a good guy who is – he loves the Lord and he has become our friend. So yes. as always, my brothers and sisters, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916 447 3268. 916 447 3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.